You're listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. This was originally broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 10th of November 2019. And on this episode, he interviews poet George Melling. Okay, so welcome to the Waffle segment of the show. Uh, we are here in the studio with my guest this afternoon, possibly one of the nicest men in the world. I have Mr. George Melling in with us. Uh, George is going to start us off with a, a piece of his poetry, and then we're going to uh, we're going to have a chat about who he is and uh, what we can talk about with with regards to his words. So okay. I'm going to I'm going to hand you over to the, the microphone over to you, George. Thank you very much, Paul. Well, my mate Petia, she'd never been outside England since arriving from Bulgaria some years back. So on her birthday, a Scottish adventure. Here we are, Coach D, seats 25 and 26, Wigan to Edinburgh, Transpennine Express, a 6.43am windowed gateway to rolling hills, distant mist-strewn mountains, hot air balloon over Penrith, lonely farmhouse and contented cows munching the hours till their next milk. Eddie Storbert truck waving goodbye to our ever-speeding faces as it drives a lonely road. And an interminably stupid and hypnotic musical torment emanating from a juvenile's electronic game. And were the soft Scottish lilt of our nice lady guard politely asking us to respect our fellow passengers' enjoyment of our stress-free journey and keep noise levels down... Hasn't reached him, maybe due to a childhood starvation of iron brew. Breaking our spell of tranquillity as we approach Lockerbie, that place of Pan Am Flight 103, carrying Abdel Basset al Marahi, forever gouged in our memory as it was on the town. With a clickety click and a clickety clack as Wigan we left the Scottish bound track. And the miles gobbled up, each time we passed, each station appeared, the same as each last. This movement of luggage and people constant change, as onward some go and outward some range, and the clickety-click and the clickety-clack in me head at least, as many miles back, to steam train and shovel and boiler and coal, now smoothness and quiet as nearer our goal, with each moving vista of valley and hill, of wind farm and sheep and travel time kill, Trapped as we are, our busy lives each, as passengers in a train, till destination reach. A journey of opposites, sleepy hamlets, industry, wind firms, rivers and contented cattle, all bathed in sun and country air, and casters, a prison of the mind, waves a sorrowful hello and goodbye, whose residents are locked from society by the extra addition of a security fence keeping us out as onwards we speed with a cream and brown and grey approach to a market until our dignified city arrival signifies journey's end and adventure begin on the Wigan to Edinburgh Transpanan Express at 9.37am on a sunny Monday in August with a supporting cast of the National Gallery of Scotland Street artists and musicians, Henderson's Vegan Restaurant, Edinburgh Castle, but not the chap in their ticket office who thought it all right to upload a handful of 5p coins in this old chap's change. So, up yours. I hope your Trossacks get wrapped round your sparring. 
Prince's Street Gardens and an A to Z map of the city, at least 50 years old, why replace if not broken? The map, that is. And me. Thank you so much, George. Uh, that's. Uh, I feel like I've been on that journey with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote that on the journey, yeah, because it's like the uh, two hours, two and a half hours going on, two and a half hours back, so I've plenty of time. So, and I've always got a tiny little notebook in all my coats. Every coat I've got in the house is a little book and a pen. So I've got my little book out and my pen out, and uh, it's more or less written during the day. Do you find yourself doing that, constantly being out on the go? It's like when you see something, I, 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 just I do give me five minutes, I'm going to write this. I, I do that all the time. I was walking in uh, Farnby a couple of uh, weeks back. Mm. I, I, I like the I, li- I like walking along the Farnby sand dunes within um, the um, within the away from the beach where, where the, it's very quiet. Um, and I, I, I've been quite often, but a couple of weeks back I was um, walking. I was walking on my own because my daughter Sharon she was working on. Um, all at once, the first couple of lines of a of a new poem came in my head. So I get my little book out and I'm and I'm walking and I'm writing and I'm thinking and I'm trying not to trip up. And sometimes it gets in my way, but uh, it on that. So I, I wrote it down in rough, and then over the next over the next five days, I worked on it. And um, which is the which is the part I like when I'm working on it afterwards. And uh, it turned out into, into an article poem, so I sent it off to the National Trust who, mm. who look after the... I'm not on any reply, but I sent it <laughs> off to them. Next time I go up, I'll take a paper copy for the actual uh, rangers up there. We'll give them a nudge. We'll, so we'll, so we'll, we'll tweet the, uh, with the National Trust and say, excuse me, why have you not replied to George? Yeah, yeah, yeah quite, right, quite right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank it's you very much, George. Paul. Uh, it's your, your poetry, we've met on the, the, sort of the poetry scene, because there's, there's a spoken word circuit, isn't there? <laughs> There is, uh, and we we generally said to sort of pop up at the, the uh, various places yeah. together. Yeah. Um, and what I'm really loving about it is that uh, that every time you seem I seem to hear you, you're you're reading something new that I've not come up have, that have, I've not come have, across have, before. I've got me my memory sticks at home. I mean, I've. I've I think I, I did a CD about, oh, I don't know, four years ago on behalf of the local hospice and then I did my 194-page book a couple of years back, mm-hmm. which I'm reading out today. Uh, I've now completed my second book. Right. On, I've got enough poems for the third book, maybe next year or in another couple of years. On, oh, on, yes. on the, uh, I am quite um, prolific, yeah, but... Was... but um, you've probably found out what I've been through over the last few years. Um, poetry's been a kind of a, a lifesaver for me. It picked me up off the floor. It did. We're going to, in the second part of the interview, we're going to go into a little bit about sort of where where your journey to poetry came from, because we all come to poetry from different, yeah, different yeah, angles. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 your story actually is is quite a, a, a quite an inspirational one, I think, in terms of about how you can use words, because uh, we're talking very, obviously today is very much about remembrance, and I think a lot of your your poetry is about you going back into your family and about thinking about how you relate to to your family. And I think that's a that's a that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, now I think we've got three songs that you've you've chosen uh, as part of the as part of the show this afternoon. Uh, then the first one uh, is very upbeat. We've got a bit of simply the best by Tina Turner. Um, what, what, where did that come from? Well, watching the triumphant Wigan Warriors Rugby League club parade the Rugby League Challenge Cup trophy around. Wembley Stadium and surrounded by 100,000 fans <laughs> on their feet and 
and applauding and singing along to to this song. It's uh, uh, I used to take my my late son Stephen, which we'll, mm. we'll we'll touch on later on, um, and it just brings back very happy, poignant memories. So there we go. So this is for Wigan Warriors more than anything else. It is simply the best. Tina Turner with Simply the Best. Uh, I am joined here in the studio this afternoon by my good friend George Milling, uh, who is, uh, we, were, we were chatting in the first part, I mean, uh, about uh, about that, that song you mentioned, that, that Tina Turner possibly, you remember seeing her at Wembley at some I, point. I, I think I did years and years ago, but memory plays, uh, I'm sure she was in an open top car <laughs> being, being, being taken round at the end of her. It could have been a Great Britain, Australia International, I forgot now, but it's in my head. Tina Turner being showy, you'd have thought about it <laughs> <laughs> um, now in the in the first part of the interview we, we mentioned about your your son Stephen yeah uh, who sadly isn't with us uh, anymore no. and this is part of your uh, sort of leading to poetry about where your poetry journey started it, it it is yeah if I if I can if I can just read something out of the the beginning of my book to mm. explain who I am and where I've come from yeah. and then I read a poem about uh, this and then we can have a little chat about that's absolutely uh, so at the beginning of my book this was a talk written for the Everyman Theatre in Liverpool I'm just George our refinery worker a lovely wife Alwyn son Stephen who developed grand epilepsy as a child sports mad played badminton for his college won trophies for snooker and pool Dad and son watch Wigan Athletic and Wigan Rugby together. Alwyn likes an occasional game of bingo. Own house in Wigan, nice garden, two lovely cats. My life revolves around my family. If they're happy, I'm happy. Then suddenly Alwyn collapses. Turns out to be inoperable spinal cord damage. Long spelling hospital then home. Now a wheelchair user for life. I woke up at four o'clock this morning, rushed for my pad and pen. Poetry controls the poet, not the other way round. Lost dreams revisited. I only see a black sunrise, this childhood excursion of bucket and spade and donkey and bathe. I only see a black sunset, this once was kiss me quick hat rock and promenade. And memory of seaside and laughter and unwind turns to an icy grip of despair and sorrow, and each tomorrow that leads to today reminds me holidays can be fun with family together and sea and sun. But sunrise and sunset each gaze that vista of wonder and stir as an earth turned to black in this emotion laid bare of a memory share with lost. Family. Now I wrote that poem because Stephen, her only son, he passed away whilst on holiday was in Blackpool. Holidays used to be lovely. Now I only see a black sunrise. Thank, you. thank you very much, George. Um, and it's for listeners listening to that that must be we're, we're taking that in and go you know there's the inevitable people people saying oh that must be very brave to be able to talk about this but actually you, you've taken poetry and sort of almost that's empowered you to be able to, to have those conversations that actually lots of people find very difficult to, to talk about loss and, and about you know grieving somebody in the family How, how's how's that helped you in terms of just 
to sort of dealing with that situation? Well, five years after Stephen died, mm. my wife, Alwyn, died. Yeah. And, and I always say, I died nearly. You just, you just shrivel up, you dry up, you've, you certainly can't talk about these things. Mm. Uh, and it took a long, long, long time before I started to even become a semblance of what I used to be, but, but I couldn't talk about it. And by a roundabout route, by, for, to be honest, it was a roundabout route through ukuleles. <laughs> One of my one of my mates was running a, a musical therapy group in Charlie, mm. utilising ukuleles. Disabled people had turned up and he'd, he'd shove an ukulele in the hand and <laughs> he'd say, right, we're going to make music, <laughs> going to make music, any kind of music. So on, on, he rang me up. When I was down, he rang me up and he said, why don't you come up and give us a lift mm. in Charlie? And it took me a long time to get the courage to kind of you know to do these things so i started going and i never stopped going and i i borrowed a ukulele and i, I got into ukulele and we used to gig up there um and it got me and and oh he used to say to me george we've got this simple two-carded song that uh well there's only two verses can you do a couple of extra verses mm. and i started doing things like that and then it came to me. It it, it it came to me eventually. Oh, I used to write poetry a long time ago when I was in school. You forget these things. You you've got a life to live and a family to bring up. And yeah. And it, so it, and I started to write not just the extra verses. I started to write poetry again. I'm performing up there at this um, disabled um, musical therapy group. On the audiences could be like thirty and forty, but there's people I knew. Mm. Uh, but eventually I, I moved on to the general public via a full-time poet in Wigan and my first pure public gig was at Upholon Library. Mm. Um, so, um, but uh, it's... Um, I, I, I always lose my track when I'm talking. I forgot <laughs> now where we started. Off. We started I just about that. This is the thing, is that life's journeys are not straight it's, roads, it's, are they? No, it's not straight roads. They go road. off in, in yeah. different tangents. On, sometimes on, you're at dead ends and come back again. And I always go off in tangents. I, I, went <laughs> off in, I went off in a tangent on my way here. I got lost about a mile away. You've seen all the roundabouts in Rawlston, <laughs> I have, you? yes. <laughs> I might make a poem about that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to a station near you. Um, well, actually, uh, the next song, bizarrely, is about travelling. Uh, we've got we've got a song uh, by Rod Stewart. Uh, now, it's a different mode of travel to go around a roundabout in a car, um, but you've, you've chosen sailing. Um, now, where does where does sailing fit into, into well, George's? I've, so I've just uh, mentioned uh, Stephen. He died while he was on holiday. Mm. And for to be honest, me and Alwyn, like I said, she, she lived for five years, on, but we couldn't go on holiday. I've still not been on a holiday because holiday it gets locked into your brain. Um, it's something kind of not good. It's something bad. Do you call it something else? Is it now travelling to places and just have? Yeah, you, I you, just you, don't, you, I've, I've I've never stayed overnight mm, anywhere. I've never right. I've never had an overnight holiday. Okay. I've been to like Blackpool occasionally mm. um, and New Brighton, just local place. I've been to, but but not a proper holiday. Mm. Uh, so I started to take um, Alwyn to concerts. Um, the local theatres, Blackpool Theatres, Southport Theatres, and Manchester Arena, and I booked I booked a private wheelchair space for her at a, um, a Rod Stewart concert there. But when we got there, 
his production team had taken it over this platform. So I got hold of manager and we ended up in our own private suite, <laughs> overlooking stage, private bathroom, a private lounge, two coolers full of drinks, which we was invited to help ourselves, private steward, private balcony, just yards from Rod in full floor. So this is why I particularly remember Rod and this particular song uh, because of that night. What an amazing memory. Rod. Nice, Larry. We'll, we'll hand you over to Rod Stewart for a little while. <laughs> Rod Stewart on 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Uh, I'm Paul Jenkins. This is the Waffle segment uh, here on the Weekend Wind Down, and I am joined by George Mellin. Um, now, obviously, today is Remembrance Sunday. Um, the tone of the show is a little bit different today. I mentioned to you as you, mm. you came into the studio, you sort of, you, you kind of feel a, a, not an overbearing weight on Remembrance Sunday, but also there's a kind of duty that I think we've got to kind of think and stop and reflect mm. on things. Uh, and I, I've, I've been, you know, thinking about choosing the playlist today you know trying to make yeah. sure tracks are appropriate yeah. and, and you know that our themed requests this afternoon are going to be around the subject of peace mm. uh, so we, you know we're trying to think about that um but uh, it led me on to sort of obviously remembrance poetry and thinking yeah. about things and we had a chat about this beforehand and you have a piece about uh, your your grandfather I have. I was asked. Um, there's, a, there's a thriving poetry night in Wigan, mm. like there is in most towns now. It's, uh, it's one in Ramsbottom, I believe. In, uh, <laughs> Ramsbottom is is brilliant. I was I was plugging it on. I was plugging it on uh, Thursday night in at uh, the Everyman in Liverpool. Oh, excellent. Someone was asking about Adam was asking about, and he's very care and he's very keen to come up. Excellent. So, there you so go. We plug it wherever we go. We should be selling waffle wherever possible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's so yeah, so you were performing uh, this piece, uh, you were talking about The Everyman. And so I, uh, I actually performed it on Thursday night at, at The Everyman. Mm-hmm. The same as I'm going to perform it now, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I, I do it like every, every year. I also perform it um, at every new venue I go to, because I'm proud of this poem. It's, it's become my signature poem. Mm. So every new venue, so it's been... And, uh, I, perform, I performed it everywhere. Uh, even in the tile place in um, Wimslow or somewhere where uh, Sharon was working and she took me along and I was chatting to the, the p- proprietor and his wife and his wife said, can you read it? So I, I got my book and I read it to her and uh, she started, she got her handkerchief out, as everybody does. And <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am proud of it. So I wrote it for the... Um, the hundred years commemoration of the start of the First World War. So this would have been for, in 2014. I for the Wigan group, they asked me, George, have you got anything? I said, no, but these things happened. I went home and it started to fester in my head and it more or less it wrote itself. It was a, it's a funny, some some poems, they kind of, they write themselves. Mm. I can't explain it, but... It, that's just it. That's all I can say about it. It wrote itself. Okay. Well, this one comes. I'm going to allow you to, to just uh, start yourself off technically because we've got very technical in the studio this afternoon. George has brought in. I think this is the first for Rossendale Radio. We've got a cassette recorder in the well, studio. Well, I've, I've got my own cassette player. And, I, <laughs> and as I to, as I told them in Liverpool, I said, "Do you remember them? They're the future. They're a bit like Spotify with batteries." <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll just press play and I'll, I'll adjust the uh, volume uh, for a just second. Just down a little bit. Just I mean. down a touch. If you'll all bear with me. So That's perfect. On this Remembrance Sunday, 
I wish I could say that wars and bloodshed and the rooting of innocent families was a thing of the past. I wear my poppy with pride, not to glorify war, but to remember. When you go home, tell them of us and say, for you were tomorrow, we gave our today. My granddad, he bounced me on his knees whilst his woodman ash fell on me head and he stood it racing pages. Played football with me and let me tackle him. Then we reversed ages. I soothed his leg of bruise, me war-wounded hero, me best mate. Said I was sorry, then tackled again and rubbed his bald pate. Took me fishing, baited me line and me cast off and sat. Comfortable. Our closest and quieter now, jam butters and pop on her occasional chat. First day at school, him and me holding hands gave me strength, schoolyard run. End of first day, there he is, school gateway, because he loves his grandson. On oh, I love me granddad. Always there with a smile on us, yelling now and then, hand in hand to rugby crowds of folks who eat, bless me into the lad's pen. I look across every while, make sure me mate's still there, cos I'm only little. On me granddad's me hero, me bodyguard, me world. His strength to my brittle. Then me teens, time of hormone and change. Daftness and grown up, I think. On his wood barn, full circle it comes as back up bike shed, bottle outside of hot drink. I don't see him as much. As me world break out, a man. In me head anyway, I dream, but he waits, me granddad, me mate, in me growing up blueprint of scheme. First day at work. Honest, proud, this old chap, pair to me, always there, dependable, patient, wise, racing paper, fagon, dodgy knee. I settle down. Family. Kid. Now he's a great granddad, start again with his football, on his wood barn, on his ash, his fishing and rugby ever there. This always me mate, me granddad, on his ever full pocket of cash. Granddad and me, a team. But it's only a dream, because he went to war before I was born. He enlisted with the Royal Irish Fusiliers. And they were sent to fight the Tuks at Gallipoli. Lambs to the slaughter. And he was dead within the week. He still lies in a faraway cemetery. Sleeping the sleep of war and dreaming of 17 Walmer Street in Wigan. And if you applaud, you're not only applauding me, but my granddad. And all the other granddads. And dads. And sons. And husbands. And brothers. And uncles. And partners. And pals and all the other casualties of 
Wow. He never came back all those years ago. Luffy's name my granddad on Wigan War Memorial. Geoffrey Henry. I still go there sometimes and sit and I hold his hand. And I swear his wood barnash. It still floats down on me head. That was my granddad, performed by George Melling this afternoon. And then when I'm when I'm performing that, I have to completely all myself mm. together because I I do start to kind of losing it like the listeners because it's a mm. very very poignant poem. It's it's funny as you were talking, you should probably saw you, you probably you were in the zone and you were performing. I was, um, I was trying to fiddle about with a computer, not because I was trying to listen, but we um, we had a, a listener um, actually sort of uh, writing in. Um, Amber, hello, uh, give, give you a shout. I've just waved in in, in radio. Well, <laughs> I've just waved to somebody yeah, who's not here. Yeah. Um, but uh, Amber was uh, telling us that it's uh, it's her granddad's seventy first birthday today. Uh, he listens to the show all the time, um, and uh, she's she's actually requested a song for later on as well. Mal. Um, but we'll do our very best to see if we can find something by the Beatles. Yeah, so I'll, um, I'll, I'll dedicate that my poem now to Amber's granddad. There you go. For his birthday. There you go. Happy birthday. I'll, I'll, I wish ha- we knew his name. Bir- Amber, you'll have to tell us his ha- name. Happy it's, birthday it's, it's, to your granddad, Amber. Um, but it's it, that's the thing, is that we do remember. I remember my own granddad's going on parade, uh, sort of taking his medals out. He was in the Essex Regiment. Uh, and it's it's a poignant day for people to look back. It and, is. And to think. Um, yeah. And I think you've... I, it's just been absolutely amazing having you in the studio this oh, afternoon. Thank, thank you so much for sharing it with us here I've, on Ross and I've, Radio. Been, I've been looking forward to it. It's, well, we're not quite finished yet no. because we've got your final song choice we have. to get to. Yes. Uh, now, it's... Uh, We've got you've gone for Manchester's finest or Bury's finest, depending yes. on the, how you yes. want to uh, uh, play it. Tottington's finest, in fact. Um, you've gone for a, a track by Elbow, uh, and and what? How is that, how is that going to fit when we play things out? Roll those curtains wide. It's looking like a beautiful day an uplifting classical anthem to energise the soul as I 6 o'clock a.m. a first cup of Costa Rican coffee with frothed soya milk window viewed darkness doesn't yet welcome the awakening dawn as I sit and yawn a greeting and of the day in that allotted timetable called lifetime no rush as I chew me toast and sip me coffee and chat to buttons the cat and enjoy the fire warming me memory of mornings past with family. I'll enjoy this day because I can. Listening to Elbow. Thank you, George. So that's it for another week on the Weekend Wind Down and for Waffle, the bite-sized podcast. I want to say a massive thank you to George Melling, who came into the studio, shared some of his stories, shared some of his poetry, and there were tears in my eyes and I know in a lot of yours too. Uh, I hope to catch up with you again very soon, George. We'll be back with another guest on Waffle, the bite-sized podcast next week, but my thanks go to Lee Ball, uh, who produces Waffle, the bite-sized podcast in association with Rossendale Radio. We'll see you next week.